morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elites. And I'm at supercoachchampion.com where you can get all your past and present Supercoach rings. Um, I'm pretty sure there's an asterisk that they can put on this year's uh, ring. Uh, my name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bob's Express. Choo choo! That's right, Corey, the Bob's Express is back. And it's been a little while, but we've got some good Supercoach news, and we're probably two and a half weeks away, I think, from uh, the footy resuming. So that's all good and well. But, Corey, before we have a chat, mate, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Uh, find us on Twitter at SC Elites and Patreon at SC Elites, um, Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. Um, we're bringing you the podcast today because some good news. Five trades for round two. Um, some will find it good, some will find it bad, but we'll give you the pros and cons for both. Um just a little insight. We tried to record a pod last week, but uh, I screwed up with a little bit of audio difficulty. Went through the wrong mic. <laughs> we cracked the stats. So, <laughs> some uh, good news with today coming out. Um, Bumps, I did mention the asterisks off the top of the page, uh, off the top of the uh, podcast. Now, I'm going to ask you, there's been a lot of talk about the, the premiership, the premiership winner this year. We'll have an asterisk. We don't really care about that, Bumps. If people win their Supercoach Leagues this year, will there be an asterisk next to their name in Focal? Well, I have to say no, Corey. I have to say no. And that's purely based on this, Corey. We play with the same set of rules. We play with the same set of trades, the same budget. And uh, you know what? We do hopefully the best with what we've got. And if we're good enough then to come out with a uh, with a title, then we're good enough. This year, it's going to be a bit hard to give advice, I reckon, though, Corey. We've never seen a year like this. So we can't talk about you know how we would typically attack a season like this because we've never attacked a season like this have we so um we're going to need to think on our feet uh upgrade where possible and just kind of just see where this uh this kind of season takes us it's funny the funniest thing the funniest part about all of it is what have we got relative data we got one week yeah one week of relative data to go off and um use that as you know the stepping stone moving forward into the season which is absolutely disgusting um Five trades. What do you think? What were your, what were your early thoughts when it came out? Because looking at social media, there's a lot of people sulking. Um, and I think it's almost unwar- um, uh, yeah, uh, unwarranted. Uh, and I'll give you the reasons why in probably the biggest pro section that I've got for this. Um, I get it. Some people would have had absolute flyers week one. I don't think people are thinking about the consequences that are going to happen when teams are only taking, what are they taking, list sizes of 26 or 30? Um mm you know, to their prospective hubs for the first couple of weeks. Mate, some of those rookies that we had around round one probably aren't playing coming back around. And, you know, there's teams that got a lot of players coming back from injuries and things like that too. So um, I think five trades is probably going to be needed. Yeah, I like the idea of five trades, Corey. I like the idea that it's coming off, well, it seems to be coming off our 30 trades as well, which is also yep. fantastic. And um, look, at the end of the day, it's going to leave us with 25 trades in a 17, uh, no, sorry, how many more weeks to go? 16, so probably 12 until finals. So we're going to have essentially two trades a week up until finals. Um, and so I think, look, that, that sounds, you know, pretty good in uh, in my opinion. Are you, is your team going to be as beast as it usually is come finals time? No. I mean, you might be, you know, one or two uh, one or two kind of short, you know. Maybe it means Marlon Pickett rocks M8 
pretty much even in finals or you know, you, you may choose to hold on to Dylan Robertson, or you might choose to rearrange a few things to get a couple more mid-prices now just so you can, I don't know, you feel like you might have a point of difference on any given day because, um, yeah, it's, look, it's going to be interesting what happens. But, you know, players, uh, you're going to go in and out. I mean, it'll give us an opportunity, I think, to get rid of Tom Green. I think we can, uh, you know, put that one down as a mistake at the start of the year. And, um, yeah, look, we'll just we'll just chop and change as we kind of see fit and, and we'll get there. But I, I like the idea of five trades and, and it coming off the 30 at the start of the season. Cash is king. That's uh, that's going to be the biggest one. Cash is going to be uh, everything. Um, and you don't want these players that are only going to, you know, uh, rise, you know, 100K. You know, you could be looking at, you know, your Max King now all of a sudden, you know, someone that's a real kind of slow burn. You know, how, how good is he actually going to be for us now? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. In the flip side of that, but you also need warm bodies, don't you? You do. <laughs> um, you do. It's going to be very, very tough. Uh, you know, Dill Robertson, where most people are probably automatically thinking that, you know, he scored 26 week one, let's piss him off. Well, nah. that might need a change because, Hold. you know, the Fraser McHenry's or McCasey or a, a, a Brander or, a, um, you know, Max King, like you said, Buterick, they might not Is go up. Catcher? You know, yeah. Yeah, Zerk Thatcher's like, they might not play. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and you know what? You're running Dill Robertson at uh, you know week 14 of the season, and he's your, you know, say your your D6 with with the way you know kind of my defensive structure at the moment. Um, that's not too bad because uh, you know he's he's good. He should be good for a 70 or 80 anyway. I reckon. I mean that 26, and most of those points are in the first five minutes. If I remember that game, Corey. Yeah, yep. Um, I mean it's, it's get off the back. I think it's fair to say we uh, we probably ain't going to see that again, I reckon. Um, no, you'd want to hope not. But really? I'll tell you what, though. Let me tell you this. My player, Corey, I've, I've dubbed him my player, Sam Naismith, right? Because I did show the Gahones at the start of the season. If he's not the most traded in player in, in these five trades, I will be bewildered. Has to be. And it's funny, too, because you're talking, a lot of people early days are talking about, oh, you know, Gaunton Naismith, Gaunton Naismith. Mate, I, I would, if you're gone with Gaunton Grundy, I'd rather see Gaunton Grundy and figure out a way to get Naismith on that bench with your five trades. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because just use him as a huge cash, just use him literally as a cash cow. Ah, stuff that, man. Yeah. Get Have him you on seen Gaunton's next game? No, yeah, he's got Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't be moving Max Gorn and I wouldn't be moving Brody Grundy and I think you need Smith for cash. Yeah, I think Smith is a must, but I don't see how people are going to put 250k on the bench, particularly, you know, just given, you know, shorter season. Um, I think people are going to want that one more mid-price. Yeah, and but we'll talk that was about my it going forward, see, because right now my, my initial thought, yeah, like things that are going through my head... Um, you know, what are we, we're an hour in to the news, if that, um, two hours maybe. Um, you know, like, maybe a danger field down. Maybe one of those midfielders down to one of the mid-prices, like Petrarca, um, or, you know, someone along those lines. That gives me, what, 400k to have a bit of a play around with rookies. Um, it's, here's the other thing too. Someone like you, Bombs, who did get the Nate Smith right from the get-go, yeah? Mm. You don't have to use all five of your trades. No, I certainly don't. Yeah, no. you think your team's in a great spot. Hold them. I mean, this is like- this is round three, Corey. People have to treat this like a round three. So round three, you got you got your couple of correctional trades. Use them, use them. If you don't, that's fine. You have more at the back end. These are your correctional trades. This is what you've been given. We get price rises after the round two, don't we? Yep. Yep. So this th- these are your correctional trades. You've been given additional because we don't know what's going to happen with squads. 
rookies could be a mess. The reality is, is that as well, we're probably all starting with this. We all started with similar rookies anyway. So, you know, everyone's probably doing similar sort of trades to their rookies on the bench. People are going to say five trades. It's going to give a lot of teams that didn't start too well a big advantage. No, nah, you know, I, I don't buy into that because there's going to be a lot of rookies to kind of fix up, I think. Well, that's the thing, you know, up forward, think about it. There, I, I don't think everyone would have started Giorgiardi, Sturt and Taylor. I think most of no. started Curtis Taylor, but I doubt that you've got all three. You know, that no, was I like, need Artis. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. That's 78, 179. you, you got to go get You have to get him. That yeah. has to be one of your trades, doesn't it? Um, yep. Somehow, if you thought that you were better than the rest of the world and didn't have Marlon Pickett, oh, yeah, that's it. you got to go get Marlon Pickett. Um, yep. If McKinnery goes up and plays again for Sydney, well, you got to go get him if you didn't have him. You have to figure Tyler out these Brown. players. Yeah. Um, you know, for those who don't have Noble, I suppose it's almost an easy one. If you went to Rob, to Rob to Noble. Um, yep. There's just a lot of those players that you have to look at going and get. Um, and, you know, that's just the way it is. I don't think it's so much have a look at who you can get out, more of have a look at who you can get in mm. and who you need mm. to get in. Um, it's funny, the most traded in players at the moment, this absolutely baffles me. I... I Expect this to change a lot. Jack Viney, because he's got what he's got, 180 something. Yeah. Um, Jeremy is, that, is, that, is that in total, or is that just the players that aren't in your team? Because I think uh, that's, that's not usually in my team, but that's, I don't have Sam Naismith in there at the moment, so that's. And he's not featuring there. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so. No, he is his fourth. Oh, okay. All people bought in Sam Jacobs and Sam Naismith. Okay, that's interesting. And I wonder if that has something to do with uh, Sinclair's. Uh, you know, slight injury cloud in the preseason. Um, but the reality was he was Sinclair was fit for round one and they still went with Naismith. Yeah. So I'm not sure what's going on there. The other thing you have to do is you have to... It's, it's weird, isn't it? You kind of have to take the round one, a couple of these round one scores with a grain of salt, don't you? Because you need team news. Yeah. Or how about this for team news? Houston, you know, during the uh, Port Adelaide, when they've been able to go back to training, no longer training with the midfield group. Nah, but did you hear what they said? No, I didn't. I only heard that. Okay, yeah. So Paul Adelaide came out and said that they, um, what they're doing is in case someone went down sick, touch wood, you know, moving up forward, they want to have at least a player in every role that has the flexibility to go play in another. That's not good for us. Another line. That's not good for us owners. Yeah. No. So there was a lot of players in that Paul Adelaide team that were playing, you know, in different positions as well. Um, just like training in those groups, because they're going to be training groups of eight. So he has trained with the midfield group since um, Dan Houston. So there's uh, not too much to worry. But look, there's going to be people that have cracked the shits at what he scored, 79. Oh, well, um, Sicily's on the chopping blocks for me, Corey. I'm not going to lie. But again, this is one of those things. I mean, do I really want to sideways these trades? And I haven't done the math. Uh, and, I haven't done the math yet, Corey. And that's my other theory. Do you really want to be raced in early, you know, early door trades to go grab, you know, those sideways? Um, I think one. Makes sense. I, I, I honestly do. I think maybe chopping a premium midfielder or a premium forward or a premium defender to get to quality mid prices. Like, you know me, I don't know, I can't remember, it was a while, ages ago, something happened, I ended up not going with Dev Smith after having him all preseason. Um, and right now, I've got to figure out a way to get Dev Smith. We talk about that scoring, you know, the the... The hot, those impact players, how much their scoring is up. Okay, does that mean now that Petrarca, like I said, Petrarca, is he a serious option? You know, someone that we we shut all over. But if he's, if he's going to play those midfield minutes, is he going to, you know, have his breakout year in a 16-minute quarter season? Because that's what you've got to remember. We're playing 16-minute quarters. So, 
you got to have a look at that. You know, Dangerfield, is it worth dropping Dangerfield, who can potentially be that impact player going forward and drop 150 for the next six weeks? Mm, mm, it's, these are the questions. Well, look, we don't have a lot of time, mate. You, I'm surprised you haven't sook tomorrow. I don't think it's because we've really sat down and, and got back into the supercoach mold. You bitch and moan that we don't have enough time going into the fucking into the preseason. Mate, coming into round two, we've got two weeks to figure out what the fuck we're doing. Well, you know why? Because in the preseason, I've got unlimited trades. I can make yeah. unlimited moves. Right now, I can't. I feel like I can't do shit until I get some team news, yeah. um, to be honest. And it's always and funny. I think this is where the game, the, you, a lot of your season is going to be won and lost on this week, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Well, hundred percent. I mean, you make you know even three genius moves in in the in the first five here, and you, and you could be flying, and you know you yeah. It's it, look, it's going to be a tough one, no doubt. I like the idea of trying to get that extra one in by sacrificing the midfield. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Um, you know the strategy. You know, is particularly with you know for me in the preseason with Doherty and Mitchell in my team, and uh, Dev Smith who had missed large chunks of footy was to get guys who I thought were going to be able to play 22 games all around that, and I still think that's going to be important those 22 uh, game types. So, you know, trying to work in you know two four hundred thousand dollar players at the sacrifice of only one midfielder. I'm not sure if the math lines up because you could probably got to pull a couple hundred uh, thousand from somewhere else. So um, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to look at the moment. Um, and I have a feeling if I try and get that one extra $400,000 play, Corey, my team might look like all $400,000 players yeah. at some point. So uh, that's that's going to be the danger because all of a sudden, you know, it could be trading in someone like Jeremy Howe who dominated the first game or, a, you know, it could be getting a Wingard or a Segler or, like you said, a Petrarca or, you know, I know Viney sort of smashed the first week, but realistically, I don't think we're going anywhere near Viney. But um, there's, there's about a million of them and, and there's one week of data. But let's not forget... Players are able to have good games. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to, you know, have a great exactly. coach season. Exactly. How many, how often have we seen one player go drop a huge score and the next four weeks drop some? Well, like, let's take it back to Dunkley last year. Yeah, people may have cracked it starting Dunkley last year, seventy odd, eighty, whatever it was in the first game, and they thought, uh, yeah, you know what, I'm not going to, you know, say this sort of shit happened. Yeah, you know, you know what, I'm not going to run. That. I'm going to flick him off. All of a sudden, he's averaged 120 for the season. So, you know, that could be, you know. I'm not saying these players are going to average that high, but that could be your Sicily or your Laird or your Houston or, you know, your Danger, your Bond, anyone kind of like that who didn't maybe set the world on fire in that, uh, set the Supercoach world on fire in that first game. They, yeah, you're not wrong there at all. And, and that Dangerfield, I mean, impact players, he's he's that. He's 100% that. Um, I'll tell you what, though, if I had just money lying around, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, doing a correctional Bonton Pally to Lockie Neal or something like that, although I have yeah. to say. I mean, I'm not a big fan of probably going, you know, 200000 less or whatever it is, but you know what? If I can do a switch Bonton Pally to Neal, something I, I remember that I was angry about in week one, um, then I'd be more inclined to kind of do something like that than to rejig my entire team. Because Neil popped at 150 or something, didn't he, in the like first week? Yeah. And I mean, I don't want to go score chasing too much, but I mean... Touches in 16 minute quarters. Yeah, and, and I don't want to go score chasing too much, but the thing is, I mean, we saw what he was able to produce last year, didn't we? So, yeah. um, and look, Bontempelli, this was probably more of a, you know, hopeful kind of, let's kick it up to the next year Bont kind of selection as opposed to a maybe a more secure one like Neil probably was in the preseason. Yeah, not good. Hey, um, I'm going to uh, we'll play a little little bit of a game. Speaking of that, would you go McRae to Neil? Or not? Uh, no, McRae I'm... can do what Lucky Neil can. Yeah, yeah, no, I'd leave. Yeah. 
Yep. Hey, uh, I'll go, quick question. I'll just fire off a couple of names of the rookies who scored uh, reasonably well um, yep. round one. You let me know whether you think or not that they're going to go down and play in this system moving forward. Sam Sturt for our. Yep. Yep. Marlon Pickett. Yep. Justin McKinnery. How many injuries, Sydney? I don't feel like Sydney had many injuries. So I'll say yes. I think they did. I know they got Buddy and shit to come back as well. Yeah, but McKinnery is not a not a fault. Yeah, you think he'll... He, he should be okay. Yep. Uh, well, Matt Rowell is 100%. Yes. Yep. Rowell, yep. Taylor. Yep. Yeah, I think so too. They Big on him all preseason. Forward line pressure. Uh, Mitch Georgiades. Yep. Who, did you see the article the other day? I don't know, like... Personally, between me and you, we've kind of treated this as a bit of a vacation, haven't we? We've, uh, oh, 100%. We haven't, talked, we haven't talked much to the coach. We've been out in the golf course when they've uh, reopened, and uh, um, I reckon maybe it might get a little bit more talk coming forward. Um, but someone said the other that Mitch Giordiotti's reminds them of Nat Fife, and is Nat Fife like, and all this stuff. <laughs> Big rats for a kid who's played one game. Yeah, I'll probably just I'm going to respond to that one, Corey, because the blood pressure has been good the last eight weeks. <laughs> You're the healthiest you've been in the <laughs> I saw the doctor and he just goes, mate, you're in fucking top yeah. league. <laughs> uh, Tyler Brown? Uh, yeah, I, I actually think he's going to remain, uh, particularly with the Trelawley news as well. Uh, and he was probably arguably one of the best, most impressive players coming out of that game mm. um, that Collingwood absolutely smacked the doggies. Aren't doggies meant to be premiership favourites or something this year? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, well, I think we gave them bath, so they can piss off. Um, Brander? Uh, he's, he's the one that's on the borderline. He was borderline for that round one. So uh, I want to pull a core in and sit on the fence, but I'll, I'll whip out a yes because I was a big – I feel like, you know, I pronounced Brander before Brander became a thing, so I'll stick with him. Dev Smith? What do you mean? Uh, Dev Robertson. Sorry, Dev Smith. Um, no, he's in trouble. I think he's in trouble, yeah. Robertson. Yeah. Uh, I agree too. Uh, Buterick? Uh, in trouble. I think he'll be all right. Uh, Max King. He's all right. They have to play him. Tony Bedford, who in absolutely trouble. shut the bed. Now, I yep. really don't think he'll play at all. Nope, he's um, in tr- I don't think too many people would have picked Fisher McCasey, but I did. He's safe, I think, though. But you one eight. Yep, no, no, he's fine. Didn't he get suspended? Did they? Did no, that no. They, they yeah. gave them a suspension, but a suspended suspension or some shit. Ah, uh, yeah, one of those. He was one of the boys that was training in the group. Um, Zerk Thatcher. Oh, there is morals. He's yep. as locked as Pickett, that one. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, Tommy Green. Big trouble. Stasevich. Uh, big trouble. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it. Yep. So, look, and, and you know what? There's probably going to be one or two that may, um, you know, kind of surface their heads, may take us by surprise as well. Who knows? But uh, I think the one, though, uh, you didn't mention him, Bailey Williams, though. He, he might be a red-hot chance just to, just to come back into this West Coast team. He was very close that first week as well, wasn't he? Yeah, I wonder how Nick Nat's tracking through all of this. Well, I'll tell you now, these are soft tissue players, and and this is a thing, Corey, because you saw when Trelaw came back, bang, Hammy on the training track. Um, call me stupid, Corey, but Lockie Whitfield, I'll, I'll have a rethink about starting him. You've already got him, though, so you're talking about trading him? Yep, that's correct. Surely, surely you just hold him there until he goes down. It's interesting because he goes down, it could cost you a game. You've only got 12 games to make finals. Yeah. That's the. Uh, but then again, I mean, he doesn't go down and he's probably lost me 12 games by not having him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the interesting thing. These soft tissue ones, they, uh, they're more of a concern. I'm not worried about, you know, knees, Tom Mitchell, Doherty, Dev Smith. Um, I know everyone will kind of 
sort of have a go at me for that. But soft tissues are probably yeah, a uh, agree, a different breed, I think. Especially um, not training as well. Yeah. Like not, not training because they're running, but they're not... It's not and you know what the thing is? And, and, I, and I can... Well, I can't guarantee you this because I'm not inside a football club, but, you know, my thoughts right now, Corey, are that players that are going to training now would probably be a little bit concerned about doing some, you know, kind of injury like that. Um, so they're not going hard on the track, but we know once they cross the line on game day, they'll go hard. And when that gets kicked up a gear, I think the first week or two are going to become very dangerous. You players players like Rocky Whitfield, Nick Nat, uh, you know, Trelaw's, uh, you know, you can probably name another million players who have had hamstring problems and that kind of stuff. Um, so I think the soft tissue guys, they probably need to be stayed away from, particularly early in the season. So, you know what, if I've got to get rid of Lockie Whitfield, and, and maybe that's the way I can make, um, you know, 200K, Corey. Yeah. You know, Lockie Whitfield down to your boy Segler, for yeah. instance. Um, and then maybe I can use that 200K somewhere. And then, you know what, all right, round five, round six, okay, Lockie Whitfield is tracking well. Bang, all right, now I'll go time to buy him back. Um, just on the topic of, uh, you know, my boy Segler. Um, I just wanted to drop that again. Uh, flick across to the other ruckman that we haven't spoken about, um, and that's the ruck forward. That's Darcy Ford, Bobs. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, forward only. But if he gets named as ruck again, solo yep. ruck for um, uh, Geelong, almost called Gold Coast. Then I will definitely have him in my team, one hundred percent. Oh, it's a must buy. Yep. And you know what? That's that's somewhere where you can do something like that. So, say for instance, you did your midfielder down to someone else, Corey. Um, because you needed that extra 100K to get someone yeah, someone up to, to Darcy Fork kind of thing. That's your way to do it. And uh, look, we'll, we'll probably chat um, you know, more when we get sort of team news and that. But I, I would think players like you know, your Darcy Thought, uh, your Darcy Thought, your Darcy Fort, your Noble, who are in those kind of 200K price brackets. I even think Dylan Robinson's still in this bracket, and maybe we can include Zerk Thatcher. They're probably four that you can't go without if they're named again, because they seem to be secure in their roles there, and uh, they're secure. They pumped out good numbers to start with. And you know what? They don't have to absolutely dominate and be keepers for your team. But what they do need to do is, you know, get get you up to four, 450, you know, potentially even with a good run, 500K. Um, and once you're there, you're in a really good spot because you can upgrade around them. And for whatever reason, you know, you're, you're getting towards the back end, finals starting to come. Worst case scenario, you got, you know, Ford averaging 85 at Ford 6. You think, well, how much of a problem actually is that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. There's, yeah. there's been years where you've almost taken that, you know, in, in good seasons where you've almost taken those guys averaging that into a final series. You know, I've, I've held on to players thinking, oh, this guy could definitely pop a 110 one week, chuck him on the bench and use him as a loophole. So, you know, especially if you get Ruckman and stuff. But yeah, at, at the moment, it's all speculation. We're just glad we've got trades. Um, we're glad that we know what's going on. Um, yeah, glad to kind of have footy back at the current moment. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And I think it's it's probably going to hit us, you know, probably a week away. You know, it probably hasn't hit me yet that um, footy's coming back. And, you know, there's probably this thing in the back of my mind, Corey, that, um, you know, fuck, what if wave two comes? And, you know, they shut this all down again and all that sort of shit. But, you know, touch wood that, you know, that, that doesn't happen again. But, um, you know, I think when we get about a week away, I think, you know, super coach and the buzz and the excitement, it's going to hit us all. And uh, it's just going to be fucking grass. Yeah. It'll be uh, it'll be really, really good, and yeah, it's good to have it back. Um, what Patreon's free till the end of this month still? 
yeah, we'll put that another week or so, and then yeah. uh, yep, well, Supercoach is back, therefore you know we're back. And thanks, to, thanks to everyone. You know, people wondering, you know, what have you guys done in the preseason with the Patreons, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Well, we, we've had uh, we've offered poker games every Friday night. We've been running poker games for the last five, six weeks, I reckon, yeah. and uh, a few of them have joined in. So shout out to those guys, uh, Millsy, Jettas, Lordy. Who else has attended from Patreon, Corey? Uh, so uh, they're probably the three main ones yeah. that they've rocked up, I reckon, uh, consistently. Um, you know, we've had a punters club going in uh, in there as well, That's and you know, fun. not not that you know, I think that people starting to get a view of us now, Corey, that we're just fucking <laughs> uh, just uh, always sort of gambling. But um, look, it's it, it look, it's just been fun. You know, the chat's just sort of going off. It's That's you know, been something to do on a Saturday afternoon. You know, sinking a few beers and that kind of stuff. It's all been it's all been good and fun and. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's helped uh, you know just to leave I guess some of that social isolation that people might have been feeling during this time. Oh man, it's been bloody awesome. Like it's actually been so much fun. I'm, I know we've said this before, but I thought that Patreon was kind of just going to shit the bed with, uh, <laughs> with it nothing being on, and um, that I wouldn't have given two shits about it. But the Patreon tra- chat has been yeah real good fun, and um, you well, know probably... with a lot of our look, I'd say with a lot of our Patreon members that are in there now, we're, we're Probably on there, um, almost on that friendship level. Maybe still acquaintances. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, speaking of that, you know, one of the other big things we had going on in Patreon that was, you know, we've just been gaming, haven't we? Yeah. And, and I know you're you know, big on the PC gaming, all the rest of it. Um, you know, probably a shout out to Crispy, Crispy. Corey, who's uh, probably featured heavily in, in the gaming kind of world. But, you know, when AFL Evolution dropped, you know, we're doing some AFL Evolution stuff and, you know, a bit of, what do you play, League of Legends? Um, probably Me, pretty frantic. Almost every night. Yeah, it's been a bit of Rocket League happening. I know, I know Diz, the serial pest, bit into, you know, FIFA and Call of Duty and all the rest of it. So, you know, there's some stuff going on there, just stuff you can kind of do around the house, but I guess with the interaction of other people. Yeah, no, it's been good. And look, it's what free for another five days. So if That's you just right. want to get on and check it out, and you know, milk a little bit of uh, uh, wisdom and knowledge that'll pop for the next five days in the chat. <laughs> get on and have a dig at bombs for some. Head across to patreon.com forward slash sc elites and yeah, get in there and yeah, who knows, you're you know, in love with it, and want to stay you know, around. I'm pretty sure in the preseason we had that cockhead does. People would know that cockhead. Uh, me, me arch nemesis, nemesis Corey, yeah. and he goes, oh, but we'll fucking have beers with bonfs and fucking this and fucking that. He's a cocksucker, Corey. He has not rocked up to one event. I've uh, singled him out. I've called him out, invited him for beers, invited him for poker, invited him for games, invited him so many times, Corey, I've lost count, and he's fucking bitched it every time. So that does. He's all fucking talk, and he's now getting no further acknowledgements from me, Corey. This is the last one. Man, does go head to head every week in, uh, uh, at one of the race tracks as well, only Flemington. Did you win? Are you up? Uh, we're back to even now. Oh, fucking yeah, no, that's good. Basically, a lot of double or nothing. So it's actually been <laughs> fun though. Um, Gamble responsibly. Look, I think that's it, boss. Good yeah, pod. No. Nice to be back. Good to talk. It's good. And for people that don't know the fixtures, we've got Collingwood, Richmond, Sydney, Essendon. Melbourne GWS. No, 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 I've no, read that's that right, wrong. That's wrong. You're reading the They haven't updated website. that. No, no, yeah, have they? They haven't updated that. The only one that's right there is Collingwood Richmond. <laughs> well, I saw Collingwood Richmond first and I thought, yeah. well, and here yeah. we go. Uh, but it's Hawthorne Geelong off the top of my head. Hawthorne Geelong on the Friday night. Uh, Melbourne oh, and thing. I think it's Brisbane and Freo from memory. I've seen the fixture today, actually. I was having a look at it. Um, you think we um we probably should have prepared this a little bit earlier, shouldn't we, Corey? No, if you just ramble on a little bit, I might be able to find it. 
Well, uh, rambling's probably me my thoughts. I just went to the AFL Instagram. My thoughts where I saw it this morning. Yeah, but it wasn't there. Uh, Collingwood and Tigers kick us off on the Thursday night. Uh, that should be good because there's not too Thursday. many players from Collingwood and Richmond that you're going to... Thursday, June 11. Yep, Thursday, June yep. 11. Uh, Friday, June 12th, you got... Uh, uh, the Cats and Hawks, which is a good one to have early, I reckon, because we'll get a little bit of a look to see if Darcy Ford's going to be solo ruckman. And that's always just a great game. Yeah, yeah, always a fantastic game. Uh, the crowd are absolutely going to go crazy down at uh, Kidinia Park for that. Um, yeah, GMHBA hosting home games. Yep. Hey, well, not. I mean, you know, they probably moved to Etihad because of contractual agreements and all the yeah. rest of it and the MCG. But, um, hey, they've got a home ground. Why not use it? I'd love to see Carlton use Princess Park during this time too, yeah, actually. look, I just, if Geelong, if it's Geelong Collingwood, I'd just like to see the Cats come down to the G because, you know, let's not piss any McGuire off. Saturday, we'll kick us off with uh, Lawrence and the Dockers in the morning. Carlton and Demons, so they just got the shit games in the afternoon. Um Power and the Crows, they got the showdown. I'm pretty sure they was talked about that being on the Channel 7 game as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's And that's a logical thing. I mean, they did that before they had to go off to the hub, didn't they? That way they can get one game in. And so that was a smart move, I think. Uh, Gold Coast and West Coast. So, as if, you know, the Eagles, by the way. Yeah. Can they get the fuck off their high horse? <laughs> like, there couldn't be anything better for them to take Frio and fly up to the Gold Coast and sit in the hub there for a little bit. Back to back, hundred and fifty point wins. Yeah, um, I don't think it's West Coast Sookin, isn't it? The premier of WA. Yeah, he's probably a West Coast supporter, but so fuck him. Yeah. Um, then we hit into Sunday, Sydney and Essendon. That's probably a pretty good game too. Um, so that has probably... no interest for me. Whatsoever. Yeah, well, the Swans will probably win by one hundred and fifteen points. So, <laughs> uh, uh, then we head to Giants, Kangaroos, and the Saints and the Bulldogs to round it out on Sunday night. Uh, you think it's a good thing, though? I mean, just in uh, just maybe even off Supercoach talking for a little bit, you think it's a good thing, this this break? Because we might see players, you know, Sean Burgoyne, Cade Simpson, you know, maybe even Gary Ablett, they, uh, they might go around again. Um, you know, they've had, you know, an extended period of time off, being able to refresh mentally, physically, and all the rest of it. And then coming back now um, with their seasoned bodies, they'll, they'll fit in, I reckon, like a glove. And... Uh, and then, you know, because of the shorter season, they might be like, yeah, you know what, fuck it. I can go through this again. You know, I can go Same, again. same kind of thing. They all, all had soft tissues before. <laughs> uh, probably except Cade Simpson. <laughs> uh, he's had a couple of soft tissue injuries, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, Corey, he's probably, he's probably missed six games in his career in the last in 15 years, I reckon. There you go. I thought he did he miss a batch last season. <laughs> the, yeah, well, probably two weeks. Two, three weeks, I reckon. And that was probably his first time in a long time. So maybe he's breaking down, but... Um, I think we might get to see them go around again. I really hope Sean Burgoyne gets the 400 games, though, because I think with the calculations, if he played every game this year, he won't just get there. So it'd be good to... Because uh, I don't think we're going to see 400 games very often moving forward in, uh, in the middle of our lives, Corey. So it'll be good just to see it another time. Yep. But yeah. All right. We done? Yeah, mate. We're done. Good news. I'll see you Friday. Um... On behalf of Bombs, myself, and the Patreons at patreon.com forward slash SC Elite. Peace out, community. Thanks for listening. Bloody hell, it was good to be back.